0: I think to have this free-flowing sort of open dialogue and to feel safe and comfortable to chat the way that i have done um, is is really lovely so thank you again for inviting me on
1: oh you
2: Welcome, welcome to another episode of Best Friends with Benefits. I am Noni. I'm Kristen. And today
1: we have an amazing guest. She is. She's going to talk about fashion, sustainable fashion. She also has her own business where she actually coaches people on how to present themselves on camera. And during this time, obviously, we're all on zoom so she's amazing she's gorgeous she's from the uk she has that charming accent <laughs> we're so excited to have lucy on today hey! Hello, lucy. how are
2: you both? we are great we're really really excited to have you we've been trying to make this happen for a few weeks with the time difference But you know, we're international here at Best Friends with Benefits. (laughs) So, so excited to have Lucy on. And I know a lot of you, you may have heard the term sustainable fashion. You may have not. Lucy, to start, I'd love for you to just break down what does that mean? What is sustainable fashion?
0: It means so many things. And I just wanted to start off by saying, you know, I am no expert. The reason why I got into sustainable fashion was just because of my job as a reporter, as somebody who produces content. And it was something that I was interested in. You know, how can you become more of a conscious consumer? And I started to notice these trends taking place a few years back, just in the way that designers were adapting to different mindful ways of creating garments. And so as I've been going on throughout the sustainable fashion journey, I've come across many experts who are the people to go to who do know the true definitions but it is so hard to define what does sustainable fashion mean because when you think about supply chain when it comes to fashion there are so many layers to it so it really is about mindful design it's about mindful manufacturing mindful um consumerism as a customer as well and uh, i think that the 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 important thing when it comes to sustainable fashion is just making one change at a time and not being overwhelmed when it comes to the term wow see i would have
2: not gotten any of that (laughs) I would have never known any of that. I thought it was just like, oh, I'm buying secondhand clothes. So now it's sustainable fashion.
0: (laughs) But that's really interesting. That, that is, and you know, it's hard to say, oh, I'm completely sustainable because if you buy a sustainable top, yes, you are investing in designer who has made conscious design in some way, but buying secondhand is also sustainable. So there are so many different ways in which you can make an impact without feeling as though, oh my gosh, where do I start? How do I even begin to get part of, you know, mindful consumerism?
1: Mm.
0: I love it.
1: That is so great. And tell us a little bit more about like what you actually do. So you're a host
0: and you create content and is it mostly, it's mostly fashion, right? Yeah, so I started off, um, you know, my job as a host has always been sort of lifestyle and fashion, and that's because that's what I'm interested in. Um, so a lot of it was sort of backstage at New York Fashion Week. And, you know, my first fashion show was something called Nolcha Fashion Show, where I basically blagged my way into it just to be able to create content, um, because I just Love loved it. around clothes and I loved the story behind the designs. And then the um, Through that, I created a show, again, blagging my way because I didn't have an agent and I had to Mm. show people something. And it always came about, what are my interests? Because if you're passionate about something, you're able to tell the story behind it. Um, And so I started to gravitate more towards lifestyle and fashion, and I worked with a number of different networks. And then through that, I realized, actually, when the designer speaks, when the person behind the brand speaks, that's when the true story behind the um, you know the, the fashion and, and the story behind what they're creating comes across. So I've done a lot of work when it comes to just creating content around um, the designers around different campaigns. I work with Conscious Fashion Campaign, which was a sustainable fashion campaign um, in partnership with the UN, and basically just creating stories through video and helping people understand um, the message behind what it is that the designers are creating. Mm. Oh, I
2: love that. And I you, you that. talk about conscious fashion and conscious yeah. designs. Um, talk a little bit about what that does for the planet and why you think it's so important for people to know um, about conscious fashion.
0: I think it comes down to a lot behind the reason, the intention behind You know, why is something being made? What's the functionality? Where does it go beyond just, you know, it's not just pre-production, how is it made? What are the materials it's being made with? But where does it go after you've finished using it? You know, we all know, well, we don't, not generalize and say we all know, but a lot of our clothes end up in landfills. Um, You know, a lot of the samples end up in landfills. And so it's about kind of mindfully choosing the way in which they're designed and where they go past that. And of course it has great impact on the planet. Um, You know, the fashion industry has got a really bad rap with what it's doing to the environment. And that is because it is hurting the planet. So, you know, fashion has to change and the way in which it's being created has to change. But not only does it have to change, but the way we buy has to also change. And I think that it's all it's also, you know, it's very easy to say, oh, well, you've got to spend a 100 pounds on a T-shirt because it's sustainable. But I'm not that person who's going to spend a £100 on a T-shirt. Um, you know, I was the person who said, actually, where I'm going to put my money right now is I'm going to go to charity shops and I'm going to buy secondhand because at that p- point when I started in the whole industry, I wasn't going to spend a £100 just on one T-shirt. I didn't understand the, um, the reasoning behind it. So I think, you know, there is so much impact that can happen on the planet for a positive way if we choose better um but again it's just kind of where do you want to start in order to be that conscious um consumer and i think because of you know what's happened over the last year so many of us are more mindful and it's not just about fashion, it's about how we buy. We wanna buy local, we wanna support our local businesses, we wanna support our local community. Um, because if we don't, the businesses are gonna suffer, and they are suffering, and they won't continue on if they don't get support from us. That's so
2: great. And there's so many choices, right, yeah. that people can make now. And I think it's really, really. I love that we're having this episode, so as people are doing their shopping, they might not have ever had this thought in their mind, but they they want to be conscious living and help the planet, and you never think, you know, what you're wearing can
0: actually contribute to that, um, so that's amazing. I do think as well, and, you know, and I am, I'm conscious about how I share this sort of information. Because like I said at the beginning, I'm not an expert. I just like, I learn from the people who I'm interviewing or I'm learning from the people I'm making content for. I'm continuously making mistakes throughout all of this. And I'm the first one to put my hand up. I'm also aware that, you know, people have problems. They have issues and they have things going on. And, you know, buying sustainable isn't number one priority for them. I completely get that. However, buying goods that last because they're going to you know, be better for their children or they're going to be able to pass something on because they're good quality. That is important. And I think that's another way to look at this is kind of how will it impact your life and actually help you and improve your lifestyle from choosing different um, ways of buying that are more effective.
1: I love that. I love that because... Y'all know I like a good pair of shoes and like a good bag and uh, I don't feel so guilty spending that much money because I know <laughs> it'll last a long time. Like, for example, there is like one thing I bought, like a macage coat, which they're like $2,000. I got it at a sample sale for like $800. And even back then I was like, oh, my God, this is a lot of money. I've had this coat for like 10 years and it still is amazing and it's warm and it's great. So I just think what you said is so powerful because you know we could go to H&M and buy forever 21 it lasts for like a year maybe two. But if you buy something and you're investing in something it will you're actually saving money because you're not having to buy, you know, little things over and over and over again.
0: And what I've also thought about during, you know, this whole period of lockdown, and again, we're still in lockdown in England and you know, I'm I'm noticing all of the businesses around me, the small independent businesses that will never have the big platform that Amazon have, that you know, all of the big shops, the online shops, they don't even have that sort of opportunity to market themselves. So just by choosing smaller businesses, that's already a sustainable choice because you're helping your economy in a different way. So, you know, sustainability is also part of, you know, the way in which a business is run and the way in which they treat their employees. And I think the more and more we start to think about actually sustainability will be a given because today's consumer wants, you know, they want to align themselves with companies that share the same values. And if the companies are not actually recognizing that, then they're not, you know, acting in a sustainable way. So it is about just kind of stepping up as businesses, doing better, doing good, and as consumers knowing that we actually are part of the change as well. And we need to also step up and make those sort of choices that that work for us and that we are able to to, to actually invest in at the moment.
2: Wow. You are really putting us on to some (laughs) amazing... um just some amazing ways of thinking and, and just in, in what you said about your choices and even businesses and how they run their businesses, what other ways can sustainability show up in people's lives and, and what choices can they make outside of uh, fashion?
0: I think, so I started a, a project um, during the second lockdown now called um, Live with British Brands. And that was just a, a, a moment in my sort of life where I was like, actually, I've just moved back to England. I'm seeing all of these businesses around me that don't have the opportunity to share their stories. So I created this basically an Instagram live show where they could come on British brands and talk about what it is that they were doing. Brands that people had never heard of, but I thought this is my way to support. So, you know, if you can't necessarily invest or buy from a sustainable company or you just don't know where to start, actually just educating yourself and having conversations and, you know, choosing those sort of platforms or magazines that can teach you a little bit more. That's a really good place to just start to understand what sustainability means for you. Um, And then you can start to figure out which brands align with, with yourself and what it is that you want to do. And I think just ask questions you know there is so much content out there we have to become critical thinkers and you know push back a little bit just because something says it's sustainable you know that doesn't mean it's sustainable you need to understand what sustainability means to you and then you need to be able to ask questions about it um, but I think you know don't just fall into the trap of buying something from a brand because they are saying a buzzword. You know it's it's easy to to do i i know that but you've got to to think and and ask more questions um and i think that can kind of help lead you to to make some choices outside just the fashion industry but you know sustainability as a whole
2: really great and i i just want to point out something too and you say like, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert in in sustainable fashion or sustainability. I think uh, that is one of the really great things about social media is that people will, uh, they find a cause that they believe in and whatever platform they have using that to kind of spread the word because even, you know, being on this show and, and talking to our listeners about sustainability, it, it's like, you know. A trickle effect and spreading the word. So that is a lesson for everyone out there. If you find something, it's not about being an expert on it, but everybody that talks about it amplifies the cause, which I really, really, really love.
0: And just you asking me questions is making me think a little bit more about how I'm explaining it. So, yeah, like you said, just conversation and being part of the conversation, like being part of Clubhouse and, you know, listening in and and chiming in. But that is great. And I think that means, you know, that we're making progress in this area as well. I love it. It's
1: like the power of sharing is so powerful. Like you said, you're like created the show just to support people that, you know don't have a platform and and businesses they never heard of and now they're they're getting business it's so amazing. You have some great tips on you know how people can be more presentable on camera and you have this business and I actually remember you talking about this back in when we worked together at Acura about how you have this amazing business and I'm sure that it's doing great now that everyone is on Zoom and so can you tell us a little bit about that and, and maybe give us some tips on how to really make yourself presentable on camera?
0: Yes. Yeah, so from, you know, creating content within the world of sustainable fashion, um, what I really noticed is this opportunity for designers or the founders of businesses, when they got in front of the camera and they looked directly into the lens and they shared their story, that was when the connection happened. And that's when people really started to understand what it is that they were doing and want to find out more. Um, However, so many business owners don't want to step in front of the camera at that time. This was a few years ago. And then um, last year, pretty much overnight, obviously being on camera became an essential thing. Before it was always, oh, we're not going to spend money on being in front of camera. It's not part of our budget. And then obviously we all had to be able to present. And um, the company that I have is OCP Media Training. So I help people become the best versions of themselves in front of in the camera and uh, and also be able to tell their own story and so that's what i've been doing over the past few months and it's definitely taken off because people now see the importance and the value and that there is a technique to it there is um you know a way in which you can connect and you can create rapport but you can also have presence on camera but how do you do it so i work in various different ways everything is bespoke depending on the sort of client that i'm working with but the number one Thing that I kind of have to start with is, is basically breaking down the barriers, breaking down the judgment, where are the walls? Because we're so self-critical when we're in front of camera, especially on Zoom. We, you know, we have our, our vision to the side of us, you know, we see ourselves. And that's actually really hard because in the real life, you are just yourself and you're completely grounded generally, um, because you don't have a, a reflection coming back at you. So that's kind of where we start. And then we build up. Well, I think something that differentiates the way that I teach compared to maybe other media trainers is that there's always sort of a practical exercise behind it. So, for example, one of the designers I'm working with, you know, she understood the value of getting, you know, great in front of camera not just for presentations, but she wanted to create more content. So I helped to build out a strategy so that she's got now a video series so that she can be able to interview people and actually work on some of those skills that we've been practicing over the last few weeks. So there's always different ways in which we do it. But OCP Media is just basically helping you tell your story in front of the camera in an authentic way. And so many people that
2: self-conscious, like yeah. little devil on your shoulder, um, I couldn't imagine if you don't like seeing yourself on camera, but you have to do a whole presentation and you have to like get the other person to really buy what you're selling. But now you're just worried about like what you look, look like on camera. Um, wondering if you can tell us like, what is it? What's the biggest no, no <laughs> that you find when people are on uh, these zoom presentations or on camera? What's like the one thing you're just like, don't ever do that.
0: I would say if they're giving a presentation, the number one thing, just, especially if you've got slides as well, don't just read the slides. I, I guess most people are aware of that now, but, you know, a lot of us still fall into this trap of if there's sentences on there, we read that and we don't give them anything extra. And I think the other thing is, um, don't just do the presentation. Even when you're presenting, you have to be able to you know, get some form of connection with your audience, So ask those questions, nod, um, actually create that rapport through the body language. And I think the other thing is that I know you just asked for one, but I'm just kind of going off on it. No, we'll take them all. We'll take them all. Go ahead. I think the other thing is when um, people just jump straight into it, and they don't have that moment before, you know, if you went into a meeting, you would have that moment where, you know, how's your day been? How was it getting to the office? Blah, blah, blah. But you get a sense of where they're coming from. So therefore your tempo, the way that you're talking can kind of mimic whoever it is that you're in the room with. So I think really create that moment before, get a sense of where the other people are so that you can meet them in the same um, environment. And I I call it kind of reading the screen as opposed to jumping straight in.
2: I love that because there's something so humanizing about just like connecting with the person, asking how their day is going. The person you're looking at has probably been sitting there and meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. After meeting. So it's just, like really good to kind of break that wall and just ask them how they're going. You oh,
0: I love your hair. Well, you know, what was your technique? <laughs> Things like that. You guys that's do really, so really a do. good job of it. And I know it's a podcast, but looking back at your videos that you create, like your connection and the way that you're authentic and real, and you don't hold back. That's another thing that we're going to really want to see more of is like the unfiltered version. And I think that honesty, that real content that you both creating, um, I think it's really, really good. So um, you, you guys have OCP already. <laughs> oh, I
2: love it. And you know what, do I love that you said that. Sometimes I'll just turn on the record and Kristen doesn't even know. I just did that to her just now. (laughs) But that's really the reason why we started this uh, podcast because we would have so many conversations where just like, we need to write a book or we need our own show or we need to do something with it. So um, really, really great to hear you say that. Um, You are in London, but you were actually before this,
0: you were in New York, right? Yes, I'm actually I'm in Manchester. So now I moved about six months up to Manchester, um, but I was in New York 15 years before that.
2: Wow. So talk a little bit about that experience and what prompted you to go back to the UK?
0: So, and this is something I've shared a little bit more with some of the clients and some of the videos that I'm doing, because I think it all relates to on-camera presence. I started to notice the videos that I was doing in New York, that the last part of my time there, you know, I wasn't myself. I was really uptight. I was frazzled. I was drained. And I can see it in, like, on all of the videos. And the fact is, is that the camera never lies. Looking back, I'm able to kind of review and analyze and do all of that. But um you know, in that last 6 months I was completely burnt out and I absolutely love New York and I I do miss I miss the people and I miss the energy but I had got to a stage where I was just, I was done. And I think it was a really hard moment because no one else understood. Cause on the surface, everything looked fine. Like the videos were going out, the content was being produced. I was smiling in front of the camera, but I was like completely drained. So I didn't really say anything to anyone. I just said, I'm gonna go back to England for the summer and put my stuff in storage. And as soon as I got back to England, I felt like I could breathe again. And it was this realization of maybe America isn't for me anymore. And so to have to make that jump and start again. And this is great when I'm t- working with uh, especially a lot of um, women entrepreneurs is kind of sharing my story and saying, basically, you know, it, it's OK to, to want to make that jump, to want to make that that change you know, at any point in your life, you know, in your late 30s, in your late 40s, wherever you are, like you can make that that jump and change. And that's kind of what I did. Um, and I started from scratch again here in England. Um, none of my credits meant a single thing to anybody. Um, I didn't get a job very easily and I built my way up. And in the last year and a half, I've been able to, yeah, I think do a pretty good job of, of kind of creating a brand new story here in the UK.
2: Good for you. That is really, really great. And that that takes a lot of chutzpah to recognize that something is not working for you and do a complete 180 and just adjust. Like there are so many people that are just well, this is the cards that I'm dealt. I guess I just have to ride this out and really, really getting that you don't. <laughs> and yeah. that you can actually take a huge step to, to rectify and find something or some somewhere that really speaks to, to the life that you want. So I definitely commend you on that.
1: Thank yeah, you. it's amazing. And I love what you said about the camera never lies, and that you could actually just see it on camera that you weren't there connected and that It does take a lot of, like Noni said, it takes a lot of courage, a lot of, I mean, no matter where you are in your life, you're always judging. We were talking about this earlier, but like you're judging your age, like, well, I'm too old to start over and or things like that. But it's like, well, what's really what really is important is that you're at peace and you're happy. So you got to do what it takes. So I just acknowledge you for (laughs) for making that huge
0: leap. Thank you. And I think especially now because we're all on camera, we kind of have to be kind to ourselves and, and know that, you know, it's not just about turning it for work anymore. It's about yes, we have to present ourselves. Yes, we have to do our virtual, you know, meetings. But you know, to be able to, to keep that going and to keep that sustainable, coming back to sustainability in a brand new way you have to be able to check in with yourself because virtual communications takes so much energy, so much focus, I think more so than actually in the real life. And again, you you have to be able to balance it, check in with yourself, be careful, be kind um, in order to be able to create your own uh, on-camera presence. Otherwise you're just faking it and you can only fake it for so long. And that's me saying it from my own experience because then someone either someone else or yourself will call you out, and you just have to, to start again.
1: Oh, you're just so amazing. You're so beautiful and authentic. And we just appreciate you so much for just being with us today. And I, I just wanted to say, like, I want to acknowledge that you lost someone really close to you. Um, I don't know if it was a week ago or uh, how long ago it was, but if you wanted to touch on that and how, you know, you're dealing with that experience and, you know we just send you all so much
0: love and you know thank you well it happened um on monday and you know it's my grandfather um you know my absolute hero bought me a like father figure material um absolutely amazing but it's 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 interesting because i've had to well, I haven't had to but i've chosen to continue on with creating content and and doing stuff and I think that for me is my own experience and how do I teach that is, you know, how can you be your authentic self when you are going through all of this other stuff? And so for me, it was the case of I had to check in on a regular basis and I had to at certain points say, actually, I'm going to need 10 minutes before I jump on on this. So it was just this case of, again, knowing um, what I was able to deal with, but also Um, my granad was a huge, huge part of my content um, because you know I spoke about him in some of my previous stuff. Um Especially when it comes to mental wellness. And, you know, there's loads of different sort of layers to all of this. But the point being is that, you know, um, sometimes content has literally um, carried me through so many things. It carried me through lockdown when, you know, I did lockdown the first one by myself. I thought I was going to go absolutely insane. I know everyone's got their own things, everyone's doing their own thing throughout lockdown, but content kept me going. Um, And again, content has kept me going through this because I've been able to connect and talk in a lockdown, when I can't see my family, when I can't be there, you know, there's just, you kind of have to, um, uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things where um, you have to be honest and authentic, in order to kind of keep the connections going. Not sure if any of that's making sense, but this is actually- no, yeah. to Talk about on-camera presence with all of that going on, because I'm not in the right frame of mind most of this week has been a big haze. So it's kind of like, how do you do it? Well, figure mm. it out.
1: <laughs> I love that because sometimes, you know, having something- bigger than yourself that you're committed to you know doing this content building your business building the the relationships you have and it keeps your mind off of the grief not that you don't grieve and you feel that but it's like okay this is you know i'm i'm committed to doing this and giving back and it gives you something to do so you're not you know constantly thinking about it
0: And that, thank you, Kristen, because that's kind of like maybe the the thing that's kept me going. Um, My granddad was the mayor of our town and he did so much for our community. And they wrote a really nice article on him this week, just kind of saying how dedicated he was to the community. And again, when I've been thinking about content and working with business owners and getting their stuff out this week, I'm like, I I don't know if I can do it. And then it's like, actually... My granddad was dedicated to the community. I can be dedicated to what it is I came here to do as well.
1: Oh, that just gave me the goosebumps. Yeah,
2: and I'm just getting so emotional on that because I lost my father five months ago. And what I really got, similar to you, is it matters like who you are in this world and the people that you come in contact with and who you influence like your father be your grandfather being such a huge influence uh, on you and you're kind of sustaining no pun intended but (laughs) sustaining his legacy um with everything that you are doing and you're going to continue to you're impacting us right now with this conversation it's just like we're all here for a reason and if you look at it in the span of like the world and then you know this earth being here for millions of years we're just a dot on that and it matters what you do and your dot when you're here on this earth and, and the conversations that you have with people and how you spend your time on social media and what you're what you're doing to really contribute so that completely makes sense and it's so so beautiful and thank you so much for sharing that with us. And sharing all this, all your answers, first of all, they're so much deeper. Because when I asked you, when we asked you about tips and being on camera, I'm full on expecting you to be like, well, sit up straight, make sure you look in the camera. And it's just like, it's just so much deeper than that. And getting a human connection and really getting to the other person and like breaking barriers. It's just like, you guys need to follow this amazing woman because. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this was so good. And I cannot wait to continue to follow your journey and, and watch your shows and continue to learn about sustainable fashion and living. And um, there's so many choices we can make out there. But, you know, why not make the choice that helps you and helps the planet? Um, so really, really amazing. Is there anything else that you want to talk about that you're
0: working on or coming up that you like our listeners to know about? I mean, just Live with British Brands, that goes out every week, and OCP, um, which is, you know, obviously you can follow us and you can stay to date with all of our tips. But those are the main things. Um, I've got some other projects coming up in the pipeline, but those are kind of like the main areas that you'll find some of the work. But I want to thank you both because you have made this conversation very easy. And um, I think that that's just, it's, it's a huge skill. And I think to have this free-flowing sort of open dialogue and to feel safe and comfortable to chat the way that I have done, um, is, is really lovely. So thank you again for inviting me on.
2: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) this was like the best. (laughs) Lucy, if you can share your social media, um, where can people follow you and keep up? Where can they see your show?
0: So if you go to Lucy, the letter J, Norris, that's me on Instagram, on Twitter, or on Facebook. Um, OCP Media, that's where you can find all of our tips and trends and things that we're talking about. And Live with British Brands is the show where you can keep up to date with the latest British entrepreneurs who are sharing their message through content.
2: I love it. Thank you so much, Lucy. Thank thank you, Lucy.